I used to use it as a threat to my daughters. I said, you know what? You little, when they do something stupid, better fucking guard well the pips. <laughs> they never knew what I was talking about. I swear to God, it's the truth. I used to say, I used to use it as a threat. Guard well the pips. <laughs> what do you tell, what do you say, dad? Guard well the pips. <laughs> Dad, something wrong with Dad. Yeah, yeah Dad's right. been drinking again. Yeah, yeah but I love that line. I, 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 <laughs> I, have, I have to get that on a T-shirt. Greetings, victims. For those of you who delight in dread, who fantasize about fear, who glorify gore, welcome. You have found the place where the horror returns. Listeners, beware. This podcast contains major plot spoilers and the foulest of language. Join us in celebrating the old and the new, the best and the worst in horror. Welcome back, one and all, to The Horror Returns. I'm Lance, and with me, as always, co-host Brian. Uh, Philip is running a little late, but he will be here. Uh, but here's what's really cool. Joining us tonight is is, is a big fan favorite of, of myself and Brian going back several years. Uh, it's, it's Doc Rotten himself from uh, Horror News Radio and Gruesome Magazine. Doc, what's uh, what's new at Gruesome, man? And and where can, where can we find you if we don't know who you are? Of course, oh. if, you listen, if you listen to us, you probably do. But uh, well, I appreciate that. Thank you very much. Yeah, you can find me at horrornewsradio.com and gruesomemagazine.com, uh, where we we have like all kinds of podcasts, uh, including the decades of horror podcasts, where we do the seventies and eighties and classic era and all kinds of things. Um, Occasionally, we cover some of the TV shows. You know, we're getting ready to uh, do Castle Rock. That's going to be fun. Oh, nice! And what's uh, uh, what, what's up with Gruesome Magazine? Uh, well, Gruesome Magazine is basically uh, you know our home where we put all our podcasts at, and uh, we we throw some news in there, and we have some contests and articles uh, here and there. It, it's kind of a, a little community. Uh, um, you know, mostly for the reviews, but we uh, we kind of shifted our reviews to being audio as well. That's where the Gruesome Magazine podcast kind of uh, came about. Um, it just you know having the conversation, uh, we just find more more enjoyable than just you know reading somebody's thoughts. It's more about mm-hmm. the experience than it's the opinions, right? Yeah, for sure. And you've uh, I've, I've followed you on Facebook. You've been you've been quite the conventioner lately, haven't you? Oh yeah, yeah. We uh, we went to <laughs> went to Days of the Dead in Charlotte just recently, and uh, that was a lot of fun. Uh, our, our new our, our newest host, uh, Vanessa, uh, showed up. She also goes by Scarlet Spitfire, and she showed up as Ashy Slashy uh, <laughs> with with the uh, uh, chainsaw and the gun and everything. And man, she was a big hit. And yeah, she does a great great job at that. Um, she also does other ones. She was uh, at uh, what Free Comic Day. Mm-hmm. She did uh, the wasp, and man, she did a oh. great job with that. It was amazing. Awesome! Yeah. That's pretty timely with the new movie coming out, huh? Oh yeah, yeah. It was all about the Avengers, of course. Awesome. <laughs> and Domino too. There was another one there. It was Domino from you know? Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. 
All right, man. Well, uh, we start the show with a little segment that we call Cool of the Week. So uh, as our guest, Doc, we want to ask you first, other than the uh, the features that we're covering, what's the uh, what's the coolest thing you've seen or, or even read this week? You're covering Hereditary, and uh, you know, I just got to say how much I love that film. Uh, for me, it's one of the best of the year. That and A Quiet Place. Which one's going to win? Which oh, one? Yeah. Which one? Which one? It's a toss-up right now. I don't know. Uh, but <laughs> the... Uh, I, I think I love it more on the technical side, though. You know, I just love what the director put into it, and that was a blast. Uh, but one of the things that I have is a movie pass. Do you guys have a movie pass? Oh, yes. You bet your ass we yeah. do. <laughs> let's, yeah. hope stay, so let's hope it stays I, afloat. Yeah, yeah I, well, I think they have. You know, they just announced they had, like, $3 million and uh, and they're getting into actual distribu- distribution. So yeah, they're going to be around a little while longer. So I'm abusing the hell out of it as long as I can. And I, I went and saw uh, Ocean's 8, and I saw uh, Hotel Artemis. Okay. Well. And um, I love those. I, I went and saw Tag uh, at a press screening. Yeah. Um, because my, my wife wanted to see I know it's a lot of horror. I know you guys, hey, bring the horror guy on. He's going to talk about Tag. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But it was it was a blast, uh, yeah, very much so. Uh, movie wise, in horror, I've been doing some stuff for Gruesome Magazine, but last week's uh, they weren't so good, so I'm not going to mention. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. oh, we, hey, we also have, we also do our, our not so cool of the week sometimes. Oh, not so cool of the week. Oh my god, uh, I don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, Brian, bring it on, man. Uh, I don't really have anything this week. I did rewatch The Golden Child this morning. Jeez, oh, Eddie Murphy. Hey. Yeah. Holy shit! Really? Oh, yeah. yeah cool. That's awesome. I remember loving that film when it came out, and then I yeah. watched it again like years later, and I went, <laughs> "What the hell?" Do I was like, "I love the movie." <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, on a nostalgic basis, it's it kind of holds up for me because I, I was a big Eddie Murphy fan. But it's it when you watch it now, it's not a great movie. And it's it's crazy to think that he he turned down a Star Trek role oh, to really? do this movie. Yeah, because they thought this was going to be a franchise. Oh man, so. I should I should have known that one. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that uh, busy busy work week. So that's pretty much all I had. All right. Well, you remember uh, Brian? A couple of months ago, you uh, you had us watch a trailer for a, a really bizarre looking movie called uh, Bitch. Yes. You remember that one? Uh, uh-huh. Mar- Mariana Polka, I think, is the she 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 stars in it. She wrote it and directed it. Uh, uh-huh. Pretty pretty cool little hour and a half movie. Actually, it's on uh, it's on Netflix now. So I checked it out, and um, it's uh, it, it's definitely bizarre. The ending, it, it has kind of, you know, I hate to spoil it too much, but this isn't really spoiling it, but it kind of has one of those art house endings where, like, you're supposed to determine what you think happens next. Mm, and I don't, okay. not the biggest fan of that, but the but the movie itself had a lot of things to say about uh, gen- gender roles and marriage and, you know, like, sometimes we, uh, you know, we're, we're the, guy, the guys, we're the ones who sometimes act like the dogs. How come we call the woman the bitch, you know, that type of thing, so... Mm. Uh, it's definitely worth an hour and a half, and it's on Netflix, so check it out. Uh, Jason Jason Ritter and Jamie King are, are pretty good in it, too. So. Nice. Oh, okay. uh, cool of the week. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> hey, can I add one more? Yeah. Sure. sure. Oh, awesome, awesome. Uh, Westworld. I'm watching that on uh, HBO. Are you guys into that? 
I'm a little bit behind, man. I'm about uh, four. I haven't seen the one where they go into Samurai World. So I'm, what, about three or four behind? Yeah, you're about three or four behind, yeah. The uh, the latest one was remarkable. It might have been the best. It's definitely the best of the season, but it might have been best of the show. Yeah. Really, really remarkable um, episode. I won't spoil any of it, but, yeah, I'm a, I'm a West World nut. I love it. Nice. So, uh, West World, you're all caught up then. Oh, yeah. Cool. <laughs> um, do you guys uh, do you guys cover that on any of the the podcast? Uh, no, we don't because like I'm okay. the only one watching it. So oh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> so, what can you do? All right. Well, that's the cool of the week. So uh, Brian, uh, we got any uh, horror headlines this week? Let's see. Uh, season two of Roger uh, Kirkman's um, Outcast uh, will be premiere uh, July twentieth on Cinemax. Never, never seen that one either, guys. <laughs> You've got me at a disadvantage twice here. <laughs> I enjoyed the first season. Um, uh, it's been—I I have probably have to rewatch the first season. It's been a while since it, it premiered, so um, I know there was some delay on the on season two. And uh, I heard it was already available if um, people can search for it. Mm-hmm. So, but I'll probably just wait for the premiere, July twentieth. Yeah, so this is uh, about de- demon possession or something like that. Yeah, um, I did this before. I can't ever, I can't ever remember the actor's name. <laughs> he was from uh, Almost Famous. He played the kid. Oh, the little reporter kid. Yeah, <laughs> no idea who yeah. that is. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember the either. Little reporter kid from Almost Famous. <laughs> yeah, well, he he's grown up now. Um, he he's pretty good in it. It, it has a lot to do with like exorcism and demon possession. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Uh, if anybody gets a chance, uh, check it out. I think it's worth the watch. All right. I enjoy, I enjoyed the first season of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. Uh, a little bit of news for you, Lance. Uh, Platinum Dunes and Tyler Perry are teaming up for a Fatal Attraction esque <laughs> drama or thriller called "I Am Yours." Oh, I can't wait! Tyler Perry, sign me up, man. Is Medea going to show up though with a three fifty seven Magnum? That's all I want to know. Well, I know if that happens, they have your money. Yes. Let's see. Um, James Wan and Amblin Studios are going to remake arachnophobia i heard about that um doc what are your thoughts man Uh, you know i'm usually down for remakes uh when nobody else seems to be right Uh, but this but this one this one i'm not i don't know i i'm trying to figure out how they would approach this now because that that movie was totally all over the place uh i remember Mm -hmm. loving it the first watch and there's another one where you watch it again going what what happened um, uh, but you know, if James Wan's involved, I'm, I'm interested. So we'll see what happens. James Wan seems like a strange, strange choice for that movie, Brian. Yeah, he's uh, seems to be attaching his name to a lot of projects. Though I, I'm not sure if this is going to be him directing because he's uh, producing a lot of stuff. So uh, I guess we'll have more on that when. Uh, right. More news comes out. And finally, uh, Ewan McGregor will play Danny Torrance and Mike Flanagan's Dr. Sleep, which is the Hmm. sequel to The Shining. Interesting. I don't know about that. (laughs) What do you guys think about that choice? 
I have not seen the or I have not read the book, so mm-hmm. I don't know where the character went after The Shining. So I, I'm you read the book, didn't you? I I, ha- I have read the book. I have read the book, and that's not who I visualized. <laughs> not at all. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how they approach the book because mm-hmm. it's a sequel to the book, not the movie everybody knows from you know Stanley Kubrick. Um, so it, I, you know, probably be a weird blend of the two, jumping into that story. But I, I like the casting. I mean, I, Ewan McGregor is a, a fun cast. So, um, mm-hmm. um, it, you know, it's it's caught my attention. You think he can pull it off then? Oh, I think so. Yeah, and then Mike okay. Flanagan behind the camera. Yeah, you, I'm sold already. So didn't right. Run. <laughs> yeah, anything Stephen King, I'm going to check out anyway. Is it is it going to be a Netflix uh, movie, Brian? Uh, as far as I know, I don't think so. Yeah, I, from what I understand, this is theatrical. Really? Okay. Yeah, because when I hear uh, Mike Flanagan and Stephen King together, it's usually a Netflix joint, right? It has been. Yeah, yeah. lately. Yeah. yeah, he's got that show. Um, he's got a show coming out this fall on Netflix, uh, The Haunting of Hill House. Yes. Oh, I heard about that. Yeah, so that's going to be pretty awesome. What do you uh, What do you think? And do you have any inside scoop on that one? Uh, me, uh, the only inside scoop I is one of my friends who moved down to Atlanta uh, is in two episodes. So really? Yeah, Katie Carpenter. So uh, let's see how she did. So is that uh, as far as as far as you guys know? Is that is that on track to like uh, premiere sometime this year, or is it like for next for next year? Or do you guys have any idea? Yeah, the last I heard, it was going to be October. October, okay. Subject yeah. to change, as they say. Yeah, pretty pretty good timing, though, right? Mm-hmm. And that is all the news. All right. It's cool. So, uh, Doc, we're going to take you on a little trip, man. I know uh, I know you guys are, are living, the, living the high life over there at Horror News Radio and Probably don't make it down to the slums with us around here too much, but we're gonna we're gonna take you with us down to the trailer park. Okay, well we're gonna <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna do what we do, and we bring you the big with the small and the very very weird. Brian, what's uh, what's the first new trailer to talk about this week? First one we're gonna talk about is The Little Stranger, starring Dom uh. Hall Gleason. Ruth Wilson, Charlotte Rampling, I guess we know what you think about it, and Will Poulter, directed by Lenny Abramson, which uh, was the director of The Room, or Room. Not The Room, not The Room. Not The Room. room. Somebody else. Yes. (laughs) That would be awesome in in a very unusual way, but yeah. (laughs) So uh, what did you guys think? Doc, you're our guest, man. I'm going to let you go first. <laughs> oh, you're going to let me go first. All right. Well, I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm in. Uh, this is. It feels very gothic and kind of like, uh, kind of like the others in a way, as, as far as atmosphere, not necessarily story, but in tone. Um, mm-hmm. I like Dom Hall Gleason, uh, and it, it feels like an A24 film in a way, and maybe it is even. <laughs> I don't know. Could be. Uh, yeah, it feels hammerish in a bit. I, I'm. I, I like these. I like these kinds of films. Right. Cool. Yes. Uh, no, no fucking interest whatsoever. <laughs> this is like the most boring piece of shit I've ever seen a trailer for. <laughs> Fuck this shit. 
Philip, what do you think, man? A little stranger. We got we got a little stranger here, Philip. Little stranger. I'm late to the party, and my intention was to watch the uh, trailers before I, I, I we started this. So I have uh, no opinion on it at okay, all because I haven't seen it. Yeah. <laughs> all right. It comes down to you, Brian. Yay or no? Um, I'm I'm kind of in. I like Dom Hall Gleason. Uh, I like Will Porter. Uh, sometimes, uh, if everybody remembers, he was originally cast as Pennywise. So, I don't know. I I kind of I kind of like a good period piece uh, horror movie every now and then. So, I, the I'll, I'll probably kid? check it out. Is he the weird kid from uh, that that comedy Jennifer, Jennifer Aniston yeah, movie? Right. Yes. Okay. Yes. I got you. He, I think he would have been a good Pennywise, and I'm interested to see him in something like this. <laughs> okay, uh, release date, August 31st. August 31st. I'm sure you'll make us watch it, Brian. <laughs> yep. That's like the summer Halloween, right? <laughs> <laughs> and on to our final trailer is uh, another movie from the Conjuring universe, The Nun, Ooh. starring... Ty, Tyza, Ty, I can't ever say her name. Tyza, Tyza, yeah, Formiga, uh, Vera Formiga's sister. There you go. Uh, yeah, Charlotte Hope, Damian Birchier, and Bonnie Aarons, directed by Corin Hardy. Laurel Fox and Hardy, on the nun. Corin Hardy, <laughs> Laurel and Hardy. There, that would be a change. Yeah, right. <laughs> it look it looks beautiful. It, the trailer looks looks awesome. I mean, some great great photography, good setting. What do you guys think? Oh, I'm all over this. I'm I'm full into the uh, Conjuring universe. Mm-hmm. Again, you no, know, I'm Captain Optimistic, so everything looks good to me. But uh, I I I'm, I'm embarrassed to admit, and you're going to hear it here first. Uh, the ending of the trailer scared me. Yeah, the jump Damn scare. It. The jump scare got me. I yeah, was me not, too. Yeah. And I hate yeah. to admit it. I'm so embarrassed. But uh, yeah, I'm mauled in. Uh, I, it feel the atmosphere feels good. Corn uh, Hardy's a, a decent director. I don't know. Um, I'm trying to remember the name of the film he did. I saw it on uh, Netflix last year. Uh, uh, the Hallow. Did he do that one too? Oh, okay. The Hallow. Okay. Yes. And I'm uh, looking very forward to what he does with this. Uh, uh, yeah, the, the look of the nun is fantastic, and the cast looks strong. So, yeah, I'm down. Let's do this. Yeah, this one I'm excited about. I wish I'd yeah. seen this trailer. This is this is uh, that's exciting. And, uh, they can do no wrong for me. I'm I'm super stoked about this movie. Yep, uh, September seventh. So uh, not too far away. Yeah, one one week after the uh, the little stranger. Yep. All right. A nice a nice pick me up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, well said. <laughs> and that was our last trip. All right. So, Philip, that means it's your it's your turn. It's your time, brother. Uh, so, Jack Falvey the Fourth. Hereditary is one of those movies that uh, doesn't really do anything you haven't seen before, uh, but it's just the top shelf sh- yeah, top shelf quality uh, of that kind of movie. Uh, it's not at all the movie's fault that it's been done before, but it's absolutely right in the vein of The Witch and The House of the Devil, Rosemary's Baby, etc. Uh, exceptionally directed movie. Plus, it had my favorite shot in any horror movie, the pitch-dark scene with something lurking in the shadows. 
Yeah, I guess they went they they went to the cliche box a little a, a lot. <laughs> the cliche box. But uh, man, I I still think they nailed it. Right. At least they didn't go to the sex toys box, right? Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's been a different kind of horror movie. Uh, Beatrix Harper says uh, it's not the scariest movie ever made. Uh, that that term is so so tired, uh, but it is very very well made. Uh, with an astounding set of performances. Ryan Stevens uh, says, I was so bored after the first hour that I Uh left the theater. (laughs) Whoa. I left the theater. I think I get why so many are enjoying it, but it definitely wasn't for me. I found it tedious and shallow. (laughs) Wow. Ouch. That was was Ryan, huh? Kicking the nuts. I wasn't (laughs) expecting that one. (laughs) How can can you leave after the 30-minute mark when you just... I know, right? After that stuff happens? Oh, dude. I just, like, sat in silence for a good 10 minutes. (laughs) Uh, all right. Regarding the Night of Lepus, Night Night of the Lepus, Doc, you've seen that one, right? Is it Lepus or Lepus? Is it Lepus? Is it Killer uh, Rabbits or something like that? Killer Rabbits, Killer Rabbits. The Leapers. Lepers, the Night of Lepus. Lepers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, so Night of the Lepus. <laughs> Lepus, Lepus, Lepus. Okay. Whichever uh, one, it all works. <laughs> Oh, man. This dude's got a long name. Jose Germán Olivares Ramírez from Spain says, I have not seen it, but it looks amazing. He said it in Spanish, but I translated it. <laughs> well, <laughs> nice. I translate it. That was Go Spain. That was a Lance translation. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully I got it right. Um, let's see. Regarding uh, the poster for The Devil's Doorway, Ryan Stevens says, Oh, yay. Are they trying to create a subgenre of nun horror now? <laughs> Let them do it. I don't care. <laughs> uh, Terrible Tanya from the Horror Mafia posted an article in the group. Uh, Stephen King's just released The Outsider. Uh, is already getting a limited TV series. Check it out. All right. I'm all in. Maybe yeah. Flanagan will direct it, right, Doc? <laughs> he can direct everything. Tanya. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Gene, post, uh, Gene Turner posted his new review of the movie The Boy on the group page. Oh, that's got uh, the chick from The Walking Dead in it, right? Well, yeah, formerly of The Walking Dead. Oh, She's well. leaving halfway through this next season. We shall see. Spoiler alert. They may all <laughs> be leaving. Right. <laughs> I have, I, that's that's my theory. Ah, okay. Um, Check it out. Also, don't miss Gene's other review on YouTube. All right. And uh, that's it for listener feedback this week. Uh, as always, thanks to everybody who reaches out to us. You can always reach us at thehorrorreturns at gmail.com uh, or check us out on any of the various social medias, including Tumblr. Right, Ryan? We, we're still yep. doing that? Yep. Check it out, Tumblr. Um, also, go to iTunes. We are still running the contest. If you go and leave a five-star rating on iTunes, we'll get you a uh, T-shirt is what we decided. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah, doing T-shirts. So check it out. Leave us a review. Get a free T-shirt. They're kind of awesome. It's it's got like a sun's. I, if you're listening to the podcast, you know what our logo looks like. It's pretty kick-ass. So check it out. Get it on a T-shirt and rock it. Yeah, I want one. I want one. Hey, go, go on. You use Apple. I use Apple products. How many? Can I can I get five stars multiple times? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. 
Absolutely. Actually, somebody went and left us five stars uh, today, but they didn't leave a review, or if they did, it hasn't posted yet. So be uh, sure to yeah send us an email. Let us know who you are at uh, thehorrorreturns at gmail.com, and we'll get it your way. And write a little something, something. Doesn't hurt. Yeah. You may hear it. Yeah. <laughs> you'll definitely hear it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but then you'll have to listen to me read it. So that should be fun. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's feedback. And uh, now we move on to our featured attractions. Uh, this week, the year in horror, 1978. So we're going to dive into the Manitou, Piranha, and also uh, Martin. Director was uh, William Girdler, also known for the classic Three on a Meat Hook. Oh, that's a classic? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> as, well, as well as Grizzly. Uh, writers were William Girdler along with John Cedar and Thomas Pope. This was actually the last film of director William Girdler. Uh, shortly before the film's release, he was killed in a helicopter crash in the Philippines. Coincidence? Uh, while scouting locations for an upcoming film. Shades of Twilight Zone, the movie there, huh? Ooh, ouch, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and when this film was premiered in South Africa in 1978, the invitations were printed on vomit bags. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Doc. Uh, we usually uh, we go around the table, round robin. We usually save spoilers for last, but since these are all 78 movies, we're just going to do uh, spoilers throughout. But uh, we'll do our first thoughts, and then we'll go around uh, doing scores. And you, you guys do one through five. Uh, we do one through ten here, but... Same concept, so obviously as our guest, we if, if you're interested, we'd uh, definitely like to invite you to go first. Oh, well, well I'm honored. The Manitou is a very special film uh, for me and the guys over here at Horror News Radio and Grissom Magazine. Uh, our co-host, uh, Santos Ellen Jr. of The Black Saint, you know, it's his favorite film. So we really? heard so much. About, oh, man, we heard so much about it over and over and over again. And it was uh, we, we covered it early on in the, you know, the Decades of Horror 70s episode. Um, and uh, this past February, uh, we, we had a special screening of it in honor of Santos, who we lost last summer, uh, where a lot of the fans and gruesome magazine Horror News Radio group got together and watched the film at a uh, – Nevermore Film Festival. They they uh, talked to him and they they got it and screened it for us. So uh, I love this film. Um, I enjoyed it beforehand, but you know mm-hmm. now it has a very special place in my heart uh, because of uh, because of Santos and it's it is such an interesting, wacky, zany, um, what the hell are they thinking kind of film. But William, that's what William Girdler does. You know, Day of the Animals, too. You didn't mention that. Oh, yes, Day of the Animals, of, the animals. of course. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it, it's, the, the cast is fantastic. Uh, the crazy battle at the end with all the shooting, whatever the hell they're <laughs> shooting into space and back at each other. and right. uh, hey, It was no worse than, like, 90s CGI special effects. True. <laughs> well, you know, for the time... I guess I guess so, but man, is way, it weird. way ahead of its time. And I love that the you know the the Manitou looks at her when she sits, sits up and he goes, "Dar what?" And he has a look <laughs> on his face, and it's just this crazy stuff. And it it's so totally all over the place, but it is such a special film. Uh, yeah, it's uh, one of my favorites. Absolutely, one of my favorites. Uh, do we do wow. the score now, or do we do that at the end? Uh, no, we'll we'll go around and everybody will give give their thoughts, and then we'll do we'll do scores at the end. 
All right, sounds good. All right, cool. Well, yeah, the minute the minute I saw uh, Tony Curtis in a wizard's robe, I, I knew I was going to have fun watching this movie. Yeah. <laughs> and what a what a pimp, man! He starts out, you know, fleecing these old ladies out of their money by pretending to be a psychic, and then this 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 lady with the most magnificent breasts I might have ever seen in my life comes out and says, "Hey, boss, what do you want me to do next?" <laughs> and he was ever the gentleman, you know. But uh, yeah, Tony That's- Curtis. That's that's how I envisioned my life. It hasn't quite gone that way. <laughs> <laughs> he went he went a long way toward making the movie. The um, I thought I thought the scene where he went and, and and begged for help was 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 really well done. Um, it was fun seeing a a relatively young Burgess Meredith, maybe sort of no, relatively young. No, he's not young at all. <laughs> he's kind of old. But I, what the hell was he doing, man? He was he was he really acting in this film, or was it from another one? I don't know. But it was. I don't know. I don't know. We <laughs> may, he, we may never know. <laughs> his performance. So he, he's just in like one scene, right? But his performance right? is sure. so special because he's just like I making shit up. This <laughs> is going along. He's like, oh, I love it. Hit him, Sorry. hit him high, rock. Hit him low, rock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Strasburg is, is is gorgeous. Obviously, love the topless scenes. And uh, yeah, you're right, man. That last uh, that last act of the movie just goes totally off the rails. What <laughs> what's not what's not to love about this movie, Brian? What do you think? Oh, this this was a first time watch for me, and Same Doc, here. I agree. <laughs> I agree. This movie was all over the place, and I kind of love it for that. Because I didn't know what to expect. I mean, you get this woman with a tumor growing on her neck, and it turns it's out to a be tumor. a fetus, a fetus of an evil medicine man. And <laughs> and then uh, again, going back to that last scene, I mean, the the room that's kind of like in space, and they're having a lightning bolt slash fireball fight back and forth. It was totally wacky in the best way possible, and I loved everything about this movie. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was definitely a little crazy. I, 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 I don't know that I can give it a fair review because the only place I could find it was on YouTube, um, and it, it was kind of a shitty copy. Like, everything was cropped wrong. And the resolution was not great. Neither was the sound. Uh, I know, right? But uh, having seen what I saw, uh, I I still kind of liked it. It definitely belongs, I think, in the so bad that it's good category. Uh, just just for the final act alone, when it goes all crazy and you've got the, the crazy medicine man and everything has a Manitou, including the computers and the knives. <laughs> That dude can control everything. Right. Uh, which <laughs> makes me wonder how they beat him so easily. But um, I, 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 I did kind of enjoy this movie. I, I, I laughed a few times. Um, there were boobies. What's not to love? <laughs> <laughs> Plus, I mean, the, the, the doctor blows up. <laughs> oh, but, but oh yes. Yeah, what I was going to say that I was going to say the doctor blows up. Literally. Oh yeah, it just explodes. That was completely explode. I was like, wow. <laughs> and I had forgotten about that, and we saw it in the theater, and it just like I was pushed back in my seat, like, oh my god, that's crazy. And then uh, you know, the one girl gets frozen, and uh, what, like a monitor hits her in the face and knocks her heads off. <laughs> it's like there's some crazy crap in this film. 
was a weird movie, man. I've, it's the first watch for me. I'd never even heard of it before. Yeah, they didn't call the 70s the decade under the influence for nothing, did oh, they? Oh, yeah, there were definitely some <laughs> drugs involved in the production of this. <laughs> yeah, bad at You guys ready for scores? Sure. Doc? One through ten here, man. One through ten. Well, I'm going to have to give it a... Uh... I'm going to give it a nine out of oh, ten. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, it, well, it's and and it's it's incredibly biased. Right, sure, <laughs> right. Fair enough. We're very biased here. Only thing we don't do at the horror returns is talk politics. Everything else we talk. Although there's a quip every now and then. <laughs> <laughs> All right, strong. Uh, you so strong nine then, huh? Solid nine. Absolutely, absolutely. Is there, do you want like final comments or something? Or uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we can. We you can uh, say anything you want, man. We'll go around <laughs> the table, and uh, when you're given the given your score, any data you want to present to back it up, go for it, man. I, well, I'm just saying that you you must see this film. Now the problem is, like uh, you were saying, uh, Phil, you you can't right. It's not available yeah, right now. It's uh, tough to find. Get, yeah, you have to get it on like a DVD that's out of print, and sometimes that's difficult to catch. Mm-hmm. Uh, it need this film needs a Blu-ray release. I need yes. somebody out there listening to this who's that? Yeah, one of these great companies that are doing these seventy. But it's so I think it's kind of lost in legal rigmarole. Is that, is that the problem? I believe so. I believe so. It, it, that's the yeah. hard thing about these is that you know who owns it, who has the rights, because uh, different different rights are owned by different people. Like um, one company might have the rights to show it in a the theater, but another one has the rights to do it on. You know, media like a uh, you know, Blu-ray, VHS, uh, whatever it was at the time they purchased it, and so uh, I think that's part of the problem with this. But man, I wish, I wish this would get out there because people need to see this. It's also one I think would be really fun for a remake. Uh, oh, this, no. you know, the, oh my God, to just take it, oh, you no. know, a millennial remake, tilt. huh? Oh my would God, it be racist. Well, maybe. <laughs> they can change, they can change that part though. Maybe. I don't but they could they could they could juice that up, right? And make it make yeah. more sense yeah. out of it. Um, you know, Miss Camarcus. You know, I don't know. People it's a real thing. We a lot of shit now. <laughs> Brian, hey, Brian, Brian, we should reach out to uh, Michael Felsher at, at Red Shirt Pictures, man. Let's play. Is it racist? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we should. Oh my god! We just did the Warriors on. Uh, the Horror News Radio Patreon one, and oh. Oh my God, the racist slang that just flies out of their mouth. Like, wow, the 70s were just oh, a different and I've time. Never actually, I've never seen that one. I've always heard about it. And oh, I've you've never, never seen, seen no, the one? Oh, never seen seen come on, dude. Oh, it's, it's, it's a must-see. Walter Hill, got to see it. Absolutely. I think you have movie homework for next week. Know, baseball right? Furies. Baseball Furies. you got to watch it. Uh, got to check it out. I haven't seen it in probably 20 years or so. But That's why I love it I'm, when we I'm watch. I'm for a rewatch. Like when we watch these classic movies because a lot of mm-hmm. them are uh, our first watches for me. I mean, mm-hmm. if they're not, then they're like serious classics. Actually, believe it or not, all three of the movies tonight for me were first watches. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, me too. Well, <laughs> Absolutely. Actually, yeah, yeah, because I don't know that I ever saw Piranha. Yeah? Yeah. I saw the remake yeah. <laughs> and three double D too. Oh, <laughs> ouch! Well, you know, you you did yourselves proud because um, you know, I've seen a lot of seventies horror films, but I have never seen Martin. So you, all you right, got it. yes, <laughs> success. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna give this the Manatee. I'm gonna give it a strong uh, six point five, which is pretty damn good. 
So it was about two thirds good in my in my opinion. Two thirds good. The fight. The final scene was awesome. The setup. Uh, Tony Curtis. All that was fantastic. Got a little little cheesy in parts, but I mean that's obviously part of the fun. But uh, yeah, strong six point five for me. It gets a lot cheesy. Come on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it just you know you need alcohol or some substance to help you. <laughs> definitely to be fun. Sorry. Go ahead. Uh, I'm gonna go. Fuck it. I'm giving it eight. I yes. really had fun watching this. <laughs> Um, nice. And I, I, we didn't even speak on what, what, what was his name? Miss Miskamaskis? Was that his name? Doc? Uh, yes, it is. Yeah. I thought he was super creepy looking. And overall, I thought the wackiness and just everything was super fun. And I agree, this needs to be on Blu ray. I'm going to give it an eight. What about the, nice. uh, the, the shaman or the medicine man? Like birthing out of her back scene. Oh, We're not gonna oh, talk about that. <laughs> well, we didn't. We didn't even bring up the old lady that uh, threw herself down the stairs because that oh, was man. that was really rough. Right. She went. She went like flying down the hallway first too. That was awesome. Yeah, yeah that was a great scene. <laughs> yeah. Something gotta, right out of Hereditary, almost right. No. Yeah, I feel like I need to find a better copy of this movie, man. Right? Um, yeah, I YouTube, I YouTube it. I cannot tell a lie. <laughs> yeah, but I, I mean, they have it for free on YouTube. It's just, right. a, it's just kind of a shit copy. Uh, I, I'm, I'm gonna give it a six. Um, I, I liked it, but it was definitely in the so bad that it was good category, man. It got some mm-hmm. cornball shit in there. But uh, it was it, it was kind of fun. I, I definitely didn't get like super bored with it. Right. Although I got to say, after I watched, because I, I did uh, Piranha and then this one back to back, and then after I was done with this one, I was like, all right, I'm done with seventies horror for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. So uh, the Manitou. That's basically four four of us. Uh, we all we all recommend checking it out, right? Yeah, I'd say so. All right, and it's definitely uh, worth the watch. Felsher, if you're if you're listening, we're going to get with you about doing a, a Blu-ray, man. Mandela effect is a is a theory going around that uh, we we shift around for, to different dimensions, not only once but like constantly. We're like moving around, and nothing is nothing actually happened in one. It's it's different strings, kind of like string theory, in all these oh. different directions, and it coalesces into whatever we're experiencing now, and then goes out in all these other strings. And we're like that, skipping around from one to the one one to the other all the time. Yeah, yeah. I, I okay. Now I know what you're talking about because he was like, he, "Isn't he dead? No, he's still in prison. He gets out, right?" Yeah, exactly. Okay. That's that's uh, that's right, what started yeah. it. You got so it. And then, sometimes you remember things specifically, very clearly that didn't happen. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you remember it. You could swear on a stack of Bibles mm-hmm. that it was that way. The Berenstein Bears. Berenstein right? Bears is another one. example. Oh, but yeah. I could. I could have sworn this movie is directed by Toby Hooper. I don't know where that came from, but for some reason, I, I well, always what, thought this was a Toby Hooper movie. What year was Chainsaw Massacre? 74. Oh, okay. So this was, what, a little, little bit after that. Yeah. But the director actually was Joe Dante. <laughs> and uh, Joe Dante was, of course, also known for The Howling and Gremlins. Uh, writer John Sales, also known for Lone Star and Passion Fish. Passion fish. <laughs> yeah. That sounds sexy. <laughs> yeah, piranha <laughs> passion fish, huh? 
Um, they, so, like, they like eating the nipples. <laughs> Universal Studios. That was I, I covered myself during some of those scenes. I was like, <laughs> oh, what? They're just they got to be going for the nipples. <laughs> hey, do you blame them? <laughs> yeah. So uh, Universal Studios attempted to sue New World for spoofing Jaws. Ah. Uh, However, riding on a white horse, Steven Spielberg came in. He actually saw this movie in advance and absolutely loved it. Until Universal dropped the lawsuit. <laughs> nice. Everybody's uh, looking for a quick payday. Hey, and how, and how and how's this? Go, hey, go, 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 suck it, SAG or whatever the screen actors killed. The extras were all paid five dollars a day and given a box lunch. Ouch. <laughs> And final piece of trivia, Rick Baker was originally tapped to provide the makeup effects, but he recommended the then 17-year-old Rob Botton instead. Did you know that, Doc? Yes. Uh, <laughs> he did all the, 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 the gory head that popped up and uh, the legs when the guy gets pulled out of the river. Oh, yeah. All uh, right. Well, Doc, Doc, take us away, man. Uh, oh man, I, w- I want to say something about Universal Studios suing, you know, threatening to sue because All right. they they kept doing that. They 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 went after one that was called the Last Shark in the eighties and was also <laughs> known as Great White, and they actually succeeded there. They got them yeah. uh, not after Jaws the movie, but the book. So they they got them on, uh, uh, you know, ripping off the book. And and if you watch that movie, you, you can see it. The, <laughs> that the, movie uh, is so Peter bad. Benchley novel, right? Yeah, 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 exactly. And uh, so, yeah, they they kept they didn't stop at this. <laughs> I'm surprised they didn't go after Grizzly. Yeah, uh, because everybody was ripping off uh, Jaws, and this movie does it spectacularly. But it, not really. I mean, it only mm-hmm. the only way it really does it is the fact that you know it's it's a it's a fish. The story is right. is is quite a bit different because it's you know these scientists and they're making these piranhas, and they get out when these kids start. You know, uh, break into this one joint and swim, and and um, and and then they get into the river and attack a bunch of school kids. So, you know, hey, lots of fun. <laughs> yeah. San- Santos would have loved that part, huh? Oh, I'm sure he did. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and of course, it's got Bradford Dillman in it. Uh, we you know we lost him recently this year, and Heather Menzies, um, Kevin McCarthy's in it. You know, it's got a great cast. Uh, I, what Dick Miller's in it? Barbara Steele, right? Uh, I'm trying to get to the name of the guy that um, Keenan Wynn. Yes, Keenan Wynn's the old man that gets his legs eaten off, and oh, the old guy drinking on the on the dock of the bay. Huh? Yeah, yeah, dock of the bay. He, uh, I, this one, I, I didn't see it in the theaters when it came out, but I saw it shortly after, and it it became an instant favorite. It's just it's just one of those. You know, great little films. It has so much art. It's got like some stop motion in it just for fun, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, it, it has all the the fish on, you know, the prawn underwater coming at the people in their little, um, you know, in the, in the tubes and stuff. And and then you also have Paul Bartel running around being silly, and it's it's it's, it's um, you know, it, it its tongue is planted firmly in its cheek, so it's having a good time with it. Yeah, you think? Ah, I yeah, we were all supposed to be taken totally seriously, man. Come on. Um, I think Bradford Dillman didn't realize <laughs> <laughs> that it was. Right. But Joe Dante, you know, he always has like in his filmography, he's always got a little bit of a funny slant. I mean, look at Howling. Howling has some funny oh, bits yeah. in it, right? Um, Gremlins, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one does too. Uh, but 
Yeah, yeah. Bradford Dillman just d- didn't realize it. <laughs> I love this film. So glad you picked it. He thought he was going to be the next Charles Bronson, huh? He wanted to be something. Or actually, actually, one of our one of our Facebook uh, Facebook followers thought that it was. Oh, it was Patrick. He said. Uh, he said starring Thanos's dad. Do you remember that, Brian? Yes. He thought he thought it was James Brolin. <laughs> So I uh, I was like, maybe this guy is kind of like the poor man's James Brolin, huh? Yeah, well, at the time, James Brolin was the poor man's Bradford Tillman. <laughs> but, but that changed quickly. Well, uh, he's, yeah. I mean, he's drunk. Well, they think he's drunk the whole movie, at least. Right. <laughs> Which he probably is just on cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> just, 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 just that moment. Uh, I, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I, lo- I love Bradford Tillman. I, you know, the movie Bug is a favorite, so. Yeah, the only movie bug I remember is the one with uh, Ashley Judd and uh, Michael Shannon. Have you guys mm, seen that one? I have. Mm, yeah, it's out there right now. But yeah, you should check the one out from the seventies. It's uh, a William Castle joint. Uh, oh no! Yeah, so totally of, different, different type of movie. I'm sure he, he didn't he didn't direct it. He produced it, but it was the last thing he was involved with before he passed no away. Kidding. Yeah. So it was about killer killer bugs or killer like killer bugs or? killer cockroaches that uh, oh. catch things on fire. That would suck Shit. a lot. Yeah, yeah. It's, I don't it's, like seeing a cockroach as it is. Sounds amazing, right? It's a pretty. Yeah, it is. It's well, it's pure seventies. I mean, <laughs> take that. Well, Doc, you said you you're glad we made this pick. Uh, we the, the we got to give credit where credit's due. It, it whether you love the movies that we have on this show or whether you hate them, with the exception of Medea's Halloween, which Brian let me, which have everybody loves. <laughs> But other than that, uh, Brian Brian is the man. He pick he picks all the movies. He he decides what goes with what. So uh, Brian, you you got to go next on this one, man. Um, this I swore I watched this before, but as I'm watching it, I Mandela. not. This was a yes, yes. Oh, there's another one. I might have watched Piranha Two: The Spawning. I might have watched that one, thinking it was the original. Right, but um, I, I had fun with this one. Um, it had decent gore in it. Um, I didn't expect the comedic take feel to it because I thought it was going to be a little bit more serious. Um, it is very seventies. With uh, there's certain things I notice, like when they walk into the laboratory and you hear the mm-hmm. the beep, bop, boop, boop of the the computers just in the background. <laughs> what about the, and, the uh, video game at the beginning? Oh. Yes. Very uh, Atari, <laughs> and uh, the opening uh, actually the opening of this movie gave me a very like Friday the Thirteenth kind of slasher feel. The whole uh, really? teenager sneaking into the uh, to the pond and uh, skinny dipping or whatever it just right, kind of gave right. me that slasher movie type feel in the beginning. I kept thinking uh, about uh, that. Uh, oh, it wasn't Tales from the Crypt. But it was one of those movies where they had the lake with the thing in it. Oh, that was yeah, kids. you're talking about the uh, the raft. That yeah. was in Creep Show. Uh, too. Creep, Creep Show. Show. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. That right. That's that's the vibe I got from the beginning of it. Okay, yeah, which I could see that was a big part of my childhood, so it freaked me out. <laughs> and there was a super weird scene where they were escaping uh, the military camp. Okay, and she flashes her boobs, but. <laughs> She flashes her boobs after she tells the guard to look up. What? Yeah, <laughs> I, you guys don't remember that, that scene. She was like, "Hey, what's that?" 
And as soon as he turns his head, she like okay. flashes her boobs. And I was like, this is obviously just so she can flash her boobs. Because right. he's not looking at for anything the, but for the sky. So which point? Kind of like the old, uh, when, we were, when, we, when we were in grade school, we did the Chinese, Japanese, dirty knees. Look at these. I'm probably the only one who remembers no, that. Remember that. <laughs> Try to get the girls overall, to do it, but they were like, no. <laughs> But overall, I, I had a, I also had a good time watching this. Um, I'm glad I watched it. Yeah, well, I've got a, I've got a little story. I, I had no idea that this thing was filmed uh, at Ocarina Springs in San Marcos. Oh, really? Yeah. I, uh, my, my, uh, my. Are step- there still piranhas there? They didn't kill them. All, uh, there could be. They have glass bottom boats, so it's possible. <laughs> But uh, yeah, my uh, my stepfather, uh, his family actually uh, actually owned that Ocarina Springs. They started what? it. Yeah, really? Yeah, when it first opened, I guess in uh, about ten. I think it was about ten years before this was filmed. I think Piranha owes you so, some money. Well, I don't know about that, <laughs> but I do. I do remember we could get into Ocarina Springs free. That was the one perk we got anytime we wanted, and such a cheesy place. Any any of you guys been there? No. Silence is deafening. <laughs> All right. Well, the probably the 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 um, the main thing there was that they referred to that submarine that they said, "Oh, you stole that from some place in South Florida or something like that." Uh, the submarine actually was like a the- an amphitheater type thing that submerged underwater, and they had like uh, women dressed up as mermaids and stuff like that that were doing like an underwater kind of like a Cirque du Soleil underwater show. Oh. But the main star was Ralph the Swimming Pig, and I think he showed up in this movie. Really? Yeah, didn't they have the, the, the pig there that was the star of the show? I don't know. I don't remember that part. <laughs> yeah, Ralph the Swimming Pig, <laughs> and they would announce him. That's and like, crazy. Yeah, basically um, everybody that was in the, the submarine, like you were sitting in chairs, like in a little amphitheater, and then it submerged down underwater, and then you could see the, uh, uh, the, swim, the mermaid show. And, and, you, and one of your relatives owned this. Yes, that's yeah, insane. They started it and f- and founded it and claim to uh, fame. They, so they had that, and then of course they had the glass bottom boat rides, and they had a um, a little uh, what do you, what do you call the like a gondola, I guess, that went from one end of the park to the other. Oh, okay. Ele- elevated gondola. Oh, ride. I gotcha. Kind of like a ski lift, sort of, but enclosed. And uh, they used to have the cheesiest little, almost Ripley's, believe it or not, type shit in a little building you would go in like you'd put a quarter in and there'd be a chicken that would like play a piano <laughs> and then you'd walk down to the next one you'd plop a quarter in and there'd be like a chicken that would like like scratch out tic-tac-toe chicken stuff like that <laughs> they should have put piranhas in oh, super cheesy man but, piranhas um, with arms yeah it was kind of weird watching the movie because it was definitely a, a stroll down memory lane for sure mm-hmm but uh, now, now I think now I think that place is actually owned by Southwest Texas State. I think they still do the glass bottom boat rides, but that's it. Well, San Marcos is the same place with like the the river rides and stuff, right down the Guadalupe. Uh, it's yeah, it's right down the river from that. Actually, yeah. I think most of those most of those are in. That's actually the San Marcos River, which is an offshoot of oh, the Guadalupe okay. River. But what you're you're thinking about uh, New, so Bron- the piranhas, New Braunfels? Yeah, so the piranhas could get everywhere. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, remember at the end. Yeah. Oh, we can spoil our, the hell out of this, right? Uh, 78 yeah, movie. Yeah, 78. Like where it went out into the ocean. Plus, it's not like it really is going to ruin your movie experience. <laughs> right. What did you guys think about the ending anyway? Did you think uh, there was going to be a sequel possibly? <laughs> did they set it up? Yeah. 
set it up a little bit. <laughs> but yeah, it was uh, definitely definitely a fun a fun movie. Um, obviously not you know not a not a not a masterpiece by any stretch of the imagination. Um, the acting was absolutely fucking horrible, just <laughs> atrocious, <laughs> all from top to bottom. I thought it was great. Um, oh, <laughs> what did you guys think about that high tech uh, cell phone, nineteen seventy eight cell phone in the suitcase? <laughs> <laughs> the suitcase cell phone. <laughs> yeah, movie way ahead of its time, guys. Way like the Manitou, probably about forty, fifty, sixty years ahead of its time. Who's next? Uh, I guess that's me. I was actually really excited about this one. I'd never seen it, and I'd always kind of wanted to. Um, I think the only ripoff on Jaws is maybe the cover of the movie, just because I'm looking at it on IMDb now. <laughs> right. And uh, yeah, if you check that out, it it, it does look very Jaws ish. Uh, but other than that, man, I I had a fun time with this one. It was uh, pretty entertaining, uh, kind of the whole time. Um, the the swarming noise of the little oh, I forgot yeah, about that of the piranhas. <laughs> woo, 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 woo. I don't know. Terrible. It was it was goofy. That that one kind of got to me after a while. Right. Uh, but other than that, I mean. I had a blast watching this one. I thought it was really fun. Uh, it 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 did give me a very creep show kind of vibe to it, and then it just sort of stuck to that man. It was like late seventies, early eighties cheese horror movie monster stuff, and I loved it. And who's not afraid of what's under the water, even in a lake? Right. You know? I mean, there could be some crocodiles or shit under there. There should be like some kind of giant crocodile slash shark. You don't know, but uh, crocodile shark. Yeah, <laughs> we're creating a new movie next year, by the way. Uh, but no, this one was good, man. I I, I really enjoyed it. I like the piranhas. Um, they've always freaked me out. My kids, for some reason, um, have found out about some sort of piranhas. And uh, so they kept running back and forth while I was trying to watch this one, and they were freaking out about the whole piranha thing. Yeah. So they may never go in the ocean again. Oh, yeah, and you live in Galveston. It's real hard to go to the ocean. Like, don't worry about the piranhas. Just don't go too far out because the sharks will get you. (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, I liked it, man. It was was a good one. This was... uh, Was in the running for my favorite of the three. But oh, okay. I, I know, right? It didn't, it didn't quite get there, but uh, it, but it, it was for a while, right? <laughs> Scores? I, uh, can I think see. Brian I still needs to go. No, Brian, I went. Way in, man. I already went. Jeez, a loop. What the hell? Was I asleep? Mandela Hello? effect, guys. Mandela, yeah. <laughs> Running rampant. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll go with scores then, Doc. What do you say, man? I'm going to give this a solid eight. Uh, this is a, nice. a favorite, a favorite of mine from the uh, '70s, and yeah, it's 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 a great one. I I do want to say, you know, you mentioned that uh, about a sequel, and I think um, uh, somebody mentioned that uh, Piranha Two, right? Yeah. So it, it did get a sequel, and do you know who directed the sequel? Uh, I'm gonna get <laughs> Toby Hooper. Who, Toby Hooper? Toby, no, James Cameron. It was what? his first film. Yeah, it was his no first way. film. Oh, right. Yeah, and it's it's awful. Oh wow! Yeah. <laughs> well, Piranha yeah. Two: The Spawning. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta get yeah. through oh, your trash no. before you hit Transformers. Oh, I like the cover. 
Uh, you got to cut your teeth. You got to cut your teeth. And he did. Well, you know, it was Roger Corman. So, right. And that's what, you know, he started out, you know, doing all the uh, sets, <laughs> effects and stuff for Roger Corman. And this was, that was his break. And it, it paid off because he went on to do some great films. But I'll be damned. Got, I had got, no uh, idea. Check that out. Stumble before you uh, crawl, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, look what Piranha did for us, right? Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, mm-hmm. you're welcome. <laughs> so an eight for him. So, so does, think, this mean, does this mean you were next, Brian? Yep. Uh, I'm going to go seven. Um, I had a good time watching nice. this. Um, I mean, you get kids getting eaten by piranhas in the lake. I mean, what what what's not fun about that so right good solid seven out of ten especially when nobody believed them oh yeah <laughs> they're like ah fuck it let them swim yeah i uh i also had a really fun time watching this movie um i, I also give it a seven a lot of fun checking it out uh some of the worst acting ever which kind of adds to it <laughs> Um, but I do, I do love when Kevin McCarthy ran out and said, what did you do? Did you open up the water? Did you let it into the river? <laughs> that part was really great. But, um, yeah, I love, I, you know, I love, I love the, uh, the kids getting eaten. Um, I was a little upset at first cause they kept hinting at it, like teasing you like, Oh no, these two kids just barely got away. And this one got on top of a, a of a boat and, and got away. Oh no. But then they there was a payoff, thank God. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, lots, lots of killing in this strong, one. They, strong seven. Out anytime of ten. there was a downtime, they were like, "Ah, let's kill a few people." Um, I liked it, man. I'm gonna give it a seven and a half. Uh, I I thought it was uh, super fun. Um, definitely worth the watch. And nice. this one is on YouTube too, just in case you've never seen it. <laughs> and this one's a, a a better copy on YouTube. It's actually the movie. <laughs> Okay, cool. All right, cool. So all four of us, uh, again, recommend it. So See. so far, two winners, guys. Brian, good good picking, man. <clears throat> this one is going to be Martin, not the 1990s sitcom <laughs> with Martin Lawrence, Philip. Martin. Sorry. <laughs> uh, director and writer was a, a fellow named George A. Romero. I think we've covered covered a few of his movies before on the show. Wait a minute. Uh, also known for Night of the Living Dead and Dawn of the Dead. Uh, director George A. Romero originally wanted the entire film to be in black and white, but the producers did not want to risk this experiment and insisted that the majority of the film be in color, except, of course, for some uh, flashbacks and stuff like that. Uh, Tom Savini... Uh, in addition to makeup, he did he did stunts in the movie. His face can clearly be seen in the scene where the street person is hit and rolls over the hood of a car. Oh. <laughs> uh, so, Martin, <clears throat> Doc, what would you think, man? Oh, well, the cool thing about this is um, I, I missed out reviewing this on uh, Decades of Horror 70s. Uh, I was yeah. off doing something else, and so I didn't get to watch it either. So... This is a first for me. I finally was able to watch uh, Martin, uh, which is a a vampire film from George Romero, and it's a very different type of vampire film. Uh, The word Nosferatu is uh, bandied about quite a bit. Uh, It's it's quite the interesting film. It's a little slow, 
for me, uh, especially for even the 70s film, uh, mm-hmm. which tend to be, you know, less hectic than today's films, uh, you know, you got to be a little more patient. Sometimes. With, with, the, with the exception of heredi- hereditary, right? Uh, well, yeah, we do have a few of them that come around, but yeah, 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 that's a good, good point. But this, uh, there's, I had to watch it twice to get the full yeah. effect. The first time I kind of missed the point, but the second time I watched it, I really started getting into uh, the Cuda character, the old man, and then Martin, you know, they're cousins, and Martin's got to live with them, and, uh, and and getting more into the the backstory of uh, how Martin ended up living with his cousin and, uh, you know, they, whether or not he's actually a vampire and, uh, and, and realizing, you know, that he is <laughs> spoiler, uh, but, not, <laughs> but not the kind, not the kind that, you know, you think, but the teeth. And then they make a, a pretty funny gag at that. Uh, when he comes running out there with the, fake oh, yeah, teeth sure. the, yeah. That was the great, man. Uh, yeah. Kuda all scared up in this shit. But, um, and Tom Savini is in it as a character named Arthur that's uh, dating uh, Kuda's daughter. And, um, and he, he's actually really good. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and George Romero plays Father Howard. And I was surprised oh, how good yeah. he was. I definitely uh, didn't recognize him. Yeah. First. Yeah. Because yeah, he's, he's, he looks so young. He but looks he comes young. To, yeah. He comes. Yeah. You know, he doesn't have the big glasses that we, you know, right. come to. To know about, right? True. Yeah, that kind of became his trademark, right? But the uh, but back then, you know, he still because <laughs> he could still see. Uh, but he you know comes to the dinner and he yeah it was a very natural conversation. It wasn't stilted or anything, so it was it was great. Um, I I really did appreciate it much more the second time uh, that I watched it and really got into it. Um, I would not say it's one of my favorite Romero films, though. Oh, really? Yeah, man, I'm gonna disagree with you on that one. Yeah, that, but uh, I don't know. It, it, it's I, I'm certainly glad to have watched it finally, and uh, I, I, you know, it's not like I'm not going to recommend it because it does have a lot of interesting things. But I feel like it's more interesting for what it means in cinema history and 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 the, and the filmography of George Romero than you know in and of itself. Uh, some interesting background about this is that. Uh, George Romero at this point was a million dollars in debt in 1976 when this was filmed. Uh, it came out in 78, but and uh, Rubenstein. dollars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Back then, it actually was. It meant what, something. <laughs> yeah. uh, but uh, uh, Rubenstein, you know, his his frequent um, producer uh, would return to produce with him uh, with this film uh, in effort to help him get get out of debt. He said, just you know, he told him just to go ahead and. Uh, go bankrupt, and he wouldn't do it because he didn't want to leave all the people that he had money to out in the cold oh, like wow. that. And he res- he respected that so much that he he produced this film. And of course, this one didn't do what they wanted. Um, and and then that's when they turned to do uh, you know Dawn of the Dead, and um, and that's when they paid him off, paid off all his debts. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, it's interesting with that. It's interesting that this is Tom Savini jumping in here and you know uh, hooking up with them. He's acting in here, and he's pretty fantastic. Uh, John Amplis is very interesting in the role. Of course, you know. I, 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 correct me if I'm wrong. Do, doesn't he play the uh, the in, in Creepshow? He plays the old man coming up out of the out of the grave, right? <laughs> Your guess is as good as mine. Oh, I, I, don't I think, think so. I've never seen him in anything else. I don't think. Yeah. Well, he 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 started in a couple of things, um, mostly with George Romero, 
Uh, let me look real quick because there's a couple things I wanted to mention. Okay, um, sure. He, he's he's uncredited in Dawn of the Dead. He's Nathan's corpse in Creepshow, and he's the character Fisher in Day of the Dead. I had no idea, man. Yeah. Wow. Um, he, and he was uh, in Night Riders like as well. Have you ever right. have you ever seen Night Riders from? Oh yeah, from or the motorcycle uh, yeah. riders that were like knights knights in shining armor, basically. Yeah, was that with uh, Ed Harris? It is. <laughs> it is with Ed Harris. I saw I saw it ye- decades ago. Decades ago. Oh man. Uh, yeah. So uh, yeah. So once you get in with uh, George Romero, he keeps you around. So, mm-hmm. and uh, I thought his performance was really nuanced. I, 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 it's interesting, and but man, the pacing on this film just did me in. <laughs> yeah. All right. I can see that. Well, listen. I'm gonna. I got. I got to jump in here, guys, because um, out, out of these three movies, I fucking love this movie. I fucking loved it. <laughs> I, I thought the pacing was was fantastic i i think this may be romero's best movie i mean you oh, guys wow. know how, i mean you guys know how much i love dawn of the dead and um i was i was a big fan of, of the original night of the living dead and the creepiness but this movie just kept you guessing from start to finish you know is is he or isn't he and it just had a lot to say about i i just love the way that they took like a young man's budding sexuality and his awareness of, of himself as a sexual being mm. and they kind of incorporated it into the story here. Mm. And I mean, I just thought, I just thought that, that Romero really pulled it off with this one. And I don't know how much of that now, now that you've told us that story, doc, um, you know, they say pain, you know, they say the, that pain can be the, you know, the, the source of great art sometimes, you know, just look at the great blues singers and stuff like that. So, I wonder how much his struggles and the things that were going on with him personally influenced him to make what I would consider a piece of art here, like full of pain and suffering and sorrow and uh, just, you know, a, com- a coming of age movie, really. And it really didn't matter if he was he really a vampire or not. None of that mattered. That was all completely secondary to the actual story that Romero was telling here. And I love the slow burn aspect. I love the opening scene on the train, <laughs> the way that the way that he took such care to hide his crime, and you know the way that he interacted with different characters. And he he was just he was just kind of a klutz, like all of us at that age, you know. Um, I just really enjoyed this movie for what it was, and 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 I and I and I really did like the scene that that you talked about, Doc, where he came out and. In full uh, vampire makeup in the in the uh, graveyard and scared the hell out of uh, Uncle or whatever and mm-hmm. <laughs> just a great movie start to finish. I, I I enjoyed this very much so out of the out of the three of them. This is far and away my favorite. It's interesting that you say coming of age because he reveals in the film that he's eighty four years old. So yes, I thought that was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> Yeah, I, uh, I, I think I'm going to agree with you. This was, uh, this was kind of a surprise for me. I didn't even know what I was watching before I, uh, before I pulled this one up. And I was like, mm-hmm. George Romero? Martin? That's a dumb name for a movie. And uh, found it on YouTube also, by the way. And, uh, man, this one was really good. I it was uh it's definitely a slow burn and it goes real real slow but I think there's some art here uh behind it. Was it done perfectly? Uh no. But I would love to see a remake of this movie, man. I think it was such a cool idea 
for a movie that just the basis behind it drove the whole thing. Because it was one of those kind of artsy movies where there's not a ton of plot to it, you know? Like, once you get the basic concept of what's happening, it's just shit that happens to people in everyday life. And that's what the movie was about. Except that he was maybe a vampire, I assume. I don't know. I, they don't ever really give you a crystal clear answer to well, it. Well, he had he had the habits, no yeah. matter what. You know, yeah. he thought he was, so what else really matters? He's doing the deed, you know. Yeah. I assume that he was a vampire. Um, but it was a, a take on a vampire that, that you don't really see. I think if they did it right now, um, we may need to wait a few more years till mm-hmm. after that whole Twilight thing goes... <laughs> You know what I mean, Doc? Doc, that's one of your favorite movies, isn't so it? So that one's in the in the hindsight. <laughs> no, because <laughs> they God went they went super fucking vampire crazy right. there for a little while. Uh, but this one was kick ass, man. I thought it was like a realistic vampire in modern day times in the seventies, and uh, it made me think about a lot of things. You know, yeah. about just how different the times are from between now and then. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and about whether or not, you know, he, he was a vampire, maybe he's crazy, is his uncle crazy, all, all the, or all cousin was, or whatever. All that was missing was the big bulky cell phone in the suitcase, right? I know, right? Uh, I, I, I liked it, man. I thought they, uh, I thought they definitely pulled this one off. Um, it takes some, some effort to pay attention to it just because it's, it, it, it is a little slow, but, uh, they had me, man. They... Like hook, line, and sinker, sunk, uh, it sunk its fangs into. Yeah, you, huh? like once the once the story started, I was just really interested in the whole concept behind it, and uh, I was willing to watch it. I've never seen that before. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think any movie has ever done that. Um, I don't know if it's my favorite George Romero movie, but uh, maybe part of the reason I liked it so much is that it was George Romero. I thought it was really cool, man. I I, I was impressed. And I'd never seen it. I'd never even heard it. That's my review. Um, <laughs> I thought this movie was great. Um, it was very a very different take on the whole vampire genre. The one thing I really liked is um, the carefulness he took. Yeah. On his victims and how how he stalked and hunted them and right. It was almost like this movie was part like slasher serial killer movie yes i got that vibe uh, too that was one of the other things that i was thinking about was like oh what if you know what if vampires were still around in real world how how would they do Mm -hmm. their their thing now maybe those like jeffrey dahmer kind of Mm -hmm. people maybe those people are vampires and this kind of this movie kind of makes you think about that yeah yeah, I just I just really love the carefulness of of even after he got his victim, he made sure to like clean up the crime scene and I thought I think it was I think he was fantastic in this movie and I did not see that ending coming cuz I just you totally forget that the the uncle had told him if uh, don't don't kill anybody in in, in the city. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And which you know, he didn't kill that lady. So it was, I guess, kind of messed up on uh, as far as uh, he's concerned. Right. <laughs> and uh, one thing I got to point out that that shootout scene that escalated very quickly. 
Oh, you talking about the, it went, the, the drug deal gone bad? Yeah, that came out of nowhere and it just it, it right. happened and it, it, it wasn't. I did see Tom Savini's face when mm-hmm. you, I was kind of laughing. You brought that up in <laughs> trivia, but uh, overall, I from beginning to end, um, I for me it didn't feel slow to me. I was I was totally invested in this whole movie and this this might be up there as far as uh, Romero films for me. Cool. All right. Anything else to, to say, Doc? You want to move on to, to scores? Let's do scores. All right. <laughs> you demand. Um, I'm going to start us off right. Uh, I'm going to give us uh, – I'm going to give this uh, – let's see. Do I want to go – I'm. can I go with seven and a half? Absolutely. Yep. You can go All with right, 7.23786 gonna... if you want. Uh, nice. Um, seven and a half will work, though. Uh, <laughs> All right. <laughs> I, yeah, I, yeah, I'm – uh, yeah, I wanted to like it more than I did, and I'm glad I watched it a second time. But this would have been a very painful discussion. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, so don't try to watch it when you're you know really tired. You might fall asleep. Oh, yeah. uh, fair enough. Yeah, so, but uh, the performances are what carry this. You know, it's it's like you were saying. It's less about it actually. You know, whether it's a vampire or something, it's more about what's up with what's up with Martin. You know, what's going on. Right. And. and uh, but man, I, I you know, if you were made a drinking game on this, every time you heard Nosferatu, you would be <laughs> rash. You'd be snickered. <laughs> and every time it came from the same fucking person. Yes, yeah, yes. Nosferatu. <laughs> well, occasionally they would do it in the flashbacks. They have all these True. black and white flashbacks, and um, mm-hmm. I really like the black and white flashbacks the second time around. Yeah. Uh, uh, they they started. I started getting the story they were telling more because ah, if you pay attention okay. to the flashbacks, you know you you understand that yeah he is yeah he's most definitely a vampire and he's been yeah, around for right. four years and and uh, you know he's trying to survive and he you know and he, I love I like when he's like calling the radio person up and he's oh, uh, they yeah, call him, they call him the count and, and you know he's <laughs> saying that you know the girls aren't pretty anymore <laughs> I thought that was hilarious like, oh man you know, yeah that's, like, having that's a hard like... time. That radio host was kind of like our buddy uh, Denny Denny Lewis when he was doing the After Midnight. Which uh, Denny, I know you're listening, brother. We need that show back again, man. I don't know what it's going to take, but we will see you in Chicago. So we're gonna we're gonna tie you down and make you do the After Midnight show again, man. That sounds. Because all of our listeners are always asking when you're coming back. Enough of that. Sorry, didn't mean to interrupt. <laughs> no worries, man. Yeah, but for George Romero, it's you know, Dawn of the Dead is the one for me, but. This this is yeah this is right up there. I I still think you know I, yeah Creep Show and Night of the Living Dead, oh, yeah. uh, Day of the Dead, maybe Martin. Yeah, you get you gave it a good score, man. That that speaks volumes right there. Well, it's just it's crazy that I've never heard of this one. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'd heard of it, just never gotten around to seeing it. Yeah. I've always wanted to, uh, but now that I have seen it, uh, eight point five for me. Nice. Yeah, oh, yeah. Really, really, really got into this movie. Actually, can't wait to see it again. Yeah, yeah. Especially after listening to Doc talking about the uh, flashback sequences making a lot more sense on the mm. second viewing. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely ready for that. Eight point five. Yeah, this was uh, I, like Piranha was definitely my favorite until uh, until I watched this one, and this was uh, I was just kind of throwing it in at the very end. I, I literally <laughs> right. just finished watching it probably an hour ago. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Um, don't watch TV and drive, ladies and gentlemen. 
but <laughs> that's that's its own kind of horror I know, show right? right there, huh? Uh, but no, man, I, I I I really need to sit down and watch this and give it my full attention. Uh, I'm gonna give it an eight. Um, nice. I I just I can't believe that this is not in classic horror film talk. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like Day of the Dead obviously is. There's a, a ton of George M- Romero movies that are, but I've never even heard this one come up in the conversation, and it needs to be there. It's good. Nice, nice. Uh, I'm gonna go eight and a half. I Ooh, really, really enjoyed this. My man. Um, I'm while you guys were giving your, I'm sitting here thinking this might be top two or three as far as Romero films for me. Yeah, me too. Me too, for sure. And um, yeah, this one, this one, and 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 Dawn for me, I think. Yeah, I'm right there with you. And um, definitely a pleasant, pleasant surprise. And I'm kind of mad at myself it took this long to check this movie out. So I'm going to go eight and a half. All right. I'm mad cool. I didn't know about it. Yeah. <laughs> well, there you, there you have it, folks. Uh, every one of us highly recommends it. So, Brian, I think what we're getting here is that you picked three good ones this week. Yeah. Yeah, sounds like it. <laughs> there's a reason that you picked the movies, and there's a reason that Philip picks the music. Because <laughs> I had more than one person bitch about my choice in uh, music, uh, bou- uh, <laughs> bumper music before. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but uh, all right, well, so before we go into the uh, to 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 the end to the end of the show spiel, Doc, cannot thank you enough, man. Uh, between me and Brian, the fanboys we are, and Philip, I'm sure you're gonna. Go and check out. Actually, while we were while we were oh, doing yeah. the show, I went and subscribed to Gruesome Magazine podcast because I didn't realize you had another uh, pod, uh, pod, podcast called Gruesome Magazine podcast, Doc. Yeah, that's that's the one where we do all the streaming stuff. Uh, you know, the it's uh, sometimes they're good, and then most the time they're, they're just uh, <laughs> crap. But it is what it uh, is. I love the logo, man, with the big eyeball. Ah, oh, thank you. Yes, I love that too. Night of the Virgin. <laughs> oh man, that one! Holy crap! Oh no! Oh my god, that movie! That's great! Oh my god, it's you'll oh, okay. can't that wait! Can't yeah. wait! All right, so. uh, yeah. Can, let me let me recommend one real quick. There's a yeah, it's, 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 it's it's a film called Low Life, and it'll oh, probably the be... wrestling movie, right? Yes. Oh my god, I... Brian, have you seen that? Yeah, I kind of didn't like it. Oh, no. Oh, man, it was really in my wheelhouse. Was, uh, I tried to get my wife to watch it, and, uh, and 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 so I had to change movies at the last second because she was about to tap out. Ouch. But it, I, we didn't even start it, so. Oh, too bad. I, I, I've been told to, to give it another watch, so maybe I should do that. Uh, it's just, uh, yeah, because it's, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing a shut up. Revenge is, uh, Revenge is another one. Yes, yeah, that's great. We did watch that, was, that one. That was a good yeah, one. Yeah, loved revenge. And that's it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, come on, man. Give us the give us the lowdown, man. You can't, you were you were gracious enough to come on and hang out with us for an hour and a half or so. So, uh, come on, man. Pitch pitch your wares, man. Tell, oh, tell man, us I, where we can find you. I'm, I'm glad you guys invited me. I had a great time. This this is fun. Uh, kind of. Do the spiel on a, three of them real quick instead of spending a whole hour on one. This is awesome. But uh, <laughs> the uh, yeah, so we I've been doing uh, horror news radio for five years and that's going strong. And uh, and we like you said we have the Gruesome Magazine podcast, which is the streaming ones. We also have a decades of horror 
a series of uh, podcasts uh, with various different hosts on it. Uh, the 70s is the one that Santos and I started off doing. Uh, we also had the uh, have the 80s. And uh, Jeff Moore and his crew do the uh, classic era, which is all the way up through the 60s. So we kind of co- covered those films. So depending on which ones you like, you'll you'll dive into the, those particular ones. And uh, for me, it's the 70s. I love the 70s. So when I heard you guys were doing this, I, I was all in. I, I said, yeah, get me on here. I'm, this is great. Do it. So. <laughs> Uh, so check us out at gruesomemagazine.com. Um, that's the place you can get them all. Or if you just want to check out Horror News Radio, you can do horrornewsradio.com. So good stuff, man. All right, man. Well, you're welcome anytime. Yeah, thank you for coming on, man. That was awesome. Oh, definitely. Let's do this again. Definitely. All right. As always, we want to thank you guys for listening to another episode of The Horror Returns. We would love to hear your feedback and ideas. You know, you can always reach us at thehorrorreturns at gmail.com. And where else, Brian? Uh, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, Tumblr, Podbean, everything. And, uh, Philip, run down that iTunes contest again. Yeah, go check us out on iTunes. Leave us a uh, five-star review, preferably. But, uh, honestly, just leave us a review at all, and you're probably going to win a T-shirt. Chances are. Chances are. If it's a five star, you're right. definitely win a t shirt. Just saying. <laughs> all right. Uh, next week, uh, it's all about the dinosaurs. <laughs> I can't believe another Jurassic Park movie already again. I'm not mad at it. Aye, aye, aye. Okay. Well, we're going to review the new film, Jurassic World. They're Fallen fucking dinosaurs, Kingdom. man. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I sure didn't like the last one, man. I sure hope this one's better than that. But uh, we are going to watch one that I did love, which is the original Jurassic Park. Oh, classic. Uh, and we, uh, we, well, actually, we won't have a guest next week. This is a, a rare break from having guests on. We were going to have a guest, but... We'll save that because of availability issues. Uh, we'll have this particular guest on probably a month down the road. But uh, for now, it's just us, unless uh, maybe our fourth host, Inez, joins us, which sometimes, Brian, sometimes happens. may want to reach minute. out. <laughs> so Quite, quite possible. <laughs> All right, Philip, until the horror returns again. Good night. I didn't notice. I honestly didn't notice it. So um, they stopped that sequence to show you Stanley. Really? Oh, maybe I, maybe I was looking down. Maybe I dropped my mustard. I don't know. Like, <laughs> dropped your mustard. <laughs> you know, I had a. There's a, I, new, I, there's a new term to coin right there. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's, that's, that's oh, geez, I can hardly walk. I was on 42nd Street last week, and I dabbed in one of those shady theaters, and I dropped my mustard you right there. Dropped my mustard. Right there. <laughs> Bam. <laughs> Shot my mustard, <laughs> pulled up my pants, and I walked right out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so. I apologize. I, I mean, I, I had a hot dog. You know, I, I, <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> I'm not helping. I'm not helping. <laughs>